sadly, this is one of the things they don't teach in school, and many of us don't know how to do this. But our next guest shows moms how to manage their money and how to teach money management to their children. Must share this one with everybody you know. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Well, welcome Giant Builders. If you have a concern about teaching your children money or controlling money yourself, this is the episode for you. So today I have Eileen Joy. She has MomsWhoMoney.com. And so her specialty is helping us figure out all the money things. And if you'll recall back an episode on December 21st, 2021, we had the author of Shocking Marriage, uh, Jerry McColgan, and he said that one of the top reasons that marriages break up is over finances. Welcome, Eileen. How are you? Hi, Lois. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, this you. is going to be an amazing conversation, and it's going to be very eye-opening for oh, a lot great. of people. So you teach about money. Can you give us a little details yeah. about that? Yes. I'm the money coach for moms. I make money easy. And okay. essentially, I became the money coach for moms. And never in a million years did I ever think I would be a money coach. It all happened because of my divorce. What happened was during my divorce, I ran out of money. And my attorney's office started harassing me for money and telling me they would stop services and they started seizing everything that I had. And I had to sell my house to pay for my divorce. And then at the same time, I had to leave my job and find a new job because I was working with my sister-in-law at the time and she was making my life miserable at work. And I had a great job and I had to make a decision. Do I stay or go? You know, and I, I just didn't want to even be there anymore. So I found a new job and I actually found an even better job. Thank you, universe. And then at the same time, all of this was happening. My son and I got into a really bad car accident and we both ended up in the hospital. My car was totaled and this was all happening at the tail end of a bankruptcy all while I was in the middle of my divorce. And then when my divorce was final, I received an envelope in the mail from my attorney's office. And in the envelope was a check for all the money that I had left in the world for $347. Oh, man. <laughs> and I would have gotten tens of thousands of dollars from the sale of my home, but that went all to them. And so then after I picked myself up off the floor from sobbing in the fetal position for hours, I had to figure out what do I do now? What do I do now? I'm a single mom with a five-year-old. And I have to start all over. And I figured it out. I did whatever I could to figure it out for myself and for my son. And within a very short amount of time, I had a fully funded emergency fund. I was completely debt free. I paid off that new car. I had a six year car loan. I paid that car off in three years. And my credit score jumped from a 600 and something to over 800. And now I'm on track to retire early. And all of my friends started asking me, Eileen, what did you do? How did you do this? This is phenomenal. Show me. I want to know. I want to know. Show me everything you know about money. So I just started helping my friends. Then they started getting the same results as me. So then they started telling their friends, Eileen can help you. And organically, this just turned into 
a business. And now I am the money coach for moms. And the really cool part about it is that along the way, I was teaching my son all about money because I realized during all of the research that I've done and everything that I've learned was that something we don't even think about is we don't learn about money in school. We learn about money from our parents and our environment. And all of that happens from the time that we're age zero to seven. And during that time is when we're programmed with everything, not just money, but everything. And that's how we learn, right? We learn from our parents and our environment. So as we're learning, it's all just coming into our existence and living in our subconscious. And then that's how we operate. And we do that mindlessly. We just operate that way unless we have our aha moment where we say, hmm, something's wrong. I need to make a change. And then you realize what you've been doing and you make the change and however you do that. So in this particular case, it was me with money. So I realized that I was just spending all of it the same way that I was before my divorce, which I was a spender, which was one of the reasons why we ended up, because he was a spender too. We ended up in bankruptcy. And that's a whole other podcast episode. But <laughs> essentially what I started doing was teaching my son because I realized all of this. And so the money story that I had, I had to reframe. And then I realized that his money story was being shaped and I needed to change it. And I wanted to shape it the way that it needed to be shaped. So I empowered both of us with a financial education. And now my son is 10 years old. And he now knows more about money than most adults. And he is now set for life. He's going to be a multimillionaire by the time he's my age. And he has no idea how blessed he is and that he will have the whole world open to him. He'll have opportunity and choices and he won't be stuck in a cubicle somewhere saying, why am I stuck in this soul sucking job? Well, you know, there has to be a better way. Like everything that people are saying now, right? Uh And so I realized this very early on. So now we've normalized money in my house. Money is not taboo here, right? Money is such a taboo subject. And it's like sex, religion, politics, all these subjects that are taboo that no one talks about. And then when they are talked about, there's all kinds of, with like mostly religion and politics, there's a lot of hate and war and, you know, division and all of these things that go along with it. And then money and sex are typically like, shh, don't talk about that. It's not polite, you know? (laughs) And don't ask them how much money they make. You shouldn't do that, you know? And everything's like, no, 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 no. It was interesting too, recently, my son and I were talking about money, obviously. He said something to me that I was shocked that these words came out of his mouth because he said, mommy, people with money are mean and greedy. So mommy, I don't want to be rich because I don't want to be that way because I'm kind and generous. So I I don't want to have a lot of money. And I looked at him and I said, where did you hear that? Those words have never crossed my lips. And he said on a cartoon. And so you see, it's just everywhere, right? So everyone's money stories are everywhere and we're just taking it all in and we don't even realize it. And so all these little things that run around in your head of money doesn't grow on trees and people with money are greedy and all these things that we think about and that money is just for someone else. Like we put money on a pedestal and it's over there and it's not okay for me to have it, but it's everyone else can have it. 
and there's not enough for me. And that's so untrue. It is so untrue. And it's only because of the fear that everyone has around money. And it's about when you go on Google, for example, and you just type in something about money and 3 million things come back and they're all conflicting and it's confusing. And, and then you don't know where to start. So you just exit out and forget about it. And then you just kind of keep your head in the sand and then you're following the Joneses, right? We all, you know, that phrase, keeping up with the Joneses, right? So everyone's just comparing themselves to one another and everything that you see now is fake, mostly online. It's, you know, embellished or filtered, or you only see the good things or only half the story. And a lot of it's fake. You know, you get that, all that fake news floating around. You don't even know what's real anymore. Actually, one of my clients had an aha moment where she was saying, you know, most of the pictures I take of my kids are filtered. And when I look back on my memories, they don't even really look like that. And she said, so I stopped doing that because I realized that I'm not even going to remember what they really looked like because all these pictures don't really look like them. <laughs> you know, so you see like you, you just go online, you look on your phone and you're scrolling through and you see all of these things. And in your mind, it makes you feel not good enough. And it makes you feel like you're less than and that you need that to make you make yourself feel better. So you need to go buy that thing that somebody else has that you can't afford, but you put it on the credit card. Then you're now getting into debt. So I teach my son all these concepts of burn the box. Don't, you don't need to fit in that box. Be yourself, be unique. You do you and who you are is amazing. And that's all that matters. That's the way we all need to operate. It is so sad. Going back to the, your money story and how that gets shaped and you know, learning from your parents, your parents learn from their parents. And their parents learn from their parents. And then their parents learn from their parents and so on and so on and so on. So you have thousands of years of all these generations now fast forwarded to now and all of these money stories that are moved forward. And now you're living in this pattern of who knows what from all of these generations that had different situations, you know, like just, to, just if you think about it, not so not so far in the past, we had the Great Depression. And so many of our grandparents, our great-grandparents lived through that time period. So their money story was shaped from losing everything and devastation and scarcity and lack. And so then that moved forward to, to their kids, who then when they had kids, they had their own money story that they shaped, plus their parents and so on and so on and so on. And so all these generations are now moved forward. And now that's ingrained in you. And that's how you're operating. So what my mission is, is to break those generational patterns and to just obliterate it and rewrite the money story. And so it all starts with you because now we are now responsible for teaching our kids about money because you don't learn about it in school. You don't learn about it anywhere unless you go take a class and that person might not even know everything about money. I actually have two clients right now that have doctorates in finance that were never taught how to manage their money. They're great at accounting and other things, but they don't understand how to manage their own daily finances. So they came to me wanting to learn how to do that and to teach their kids. So my mission is to break those generational patterns, 
teach the moms and then teach the moms how to teach their kids. What would be like a first step in money management? Well, what I do with my clients is first we work on your money story and we get to the root of where it started and how you're feeling about money and where you are personally with money. And whether you're single or not, you have a money story. If you're single, you're just dealing with your own. If you're married or you're dating someone or you're living with someone, or you have a partner, you have your own money story plus theirs. And they usually collide. And that's where the fight starts or the ignoring or the just avoiding money, you know, because every time the subject of money comes up, something happens that's negative and you just want to avoid that. So we obliterate the money story and learn how to rewrite it. And going from there, we then learn how much does it cost to be you? Because what happens is most people get their paycheck or if you have a business, you get paid, right? So anytime money comes in, the way that we're trained in air quotes, because we never really were trained, but what everyone does is you get your paycheck or your money from your business. The first thing you do is pay your bills. And then you have this little bit left over and you hope that you have enough left for groceries, gas for your car, and maybe a fun night out. And then there's more month left at the end of the money. Mm-hmm. And that's when people start using their credit cards to finish out the month. And that's why the debt is slowly creeping in. And it's not like an overnight thing. It's little by little by little by little. And then all of a sudden compounded with that interest that you're paying, that ridiculous amount of interest on your credit cards, all of a sudden you're thousands of dollars in debt and you have no idea how you got there. So we need to figure out how much does it cost to be you and just really figure out how much is coming in, what's going out, how much debt do you have? How much do you have saved? What's in your investments? What's your entire financial picture? And then from there, we, we learn and I teach them how to tell your money what to do. And that's the word budget. That word budget, that, that trigger word that everyone hates. And I always talk about how the word that just basically money, the money mindset is the same as weight loss mindset because it's exactly the same. And when you think about going on a diet or budgeting your money, all you think about is deprivation. And that's what most people think about because I also lost 130 pounds 20 years ago and I was an overweight kid. My mom always had me on a diet ever since I was little and I was a yo-yo dieter. I would go on a diet, gain the weight back, go on the diet, gain the weight back. And I never knew how to live a healthy lifestyle and completely change my life to have that healthy lifestyle. And then I finally figured that out too. So I lost 130 pounds. I went from a size 22 to a two, and I've maintained that now for over 20 years. It's the same mindset. So when you're budgeting your money, it's simply all it is, is telling your money what to do. So you take the power back, right? Cause you've given your power away to money. You've given it away. You just kind of let it run you instead of you running it. Right? So you take your power back and say, okay, money, this is what we're going to do, right? So we create goals. We see what what bills you have and all the different things that you have in your financial picture. And then we tell your money what to do and how that changes everything. It changes everything. It's a game changer. And just from this piece alone, so many women have stopped gambling. They've quit smoking. 
they've quit alcohol and so many other things. I've had women come to me with not even having a savings account open at all to having thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars saved by the end of the time that we work together and getting a debt repayment plan and all of that. I help people get out of debt, increase their credit score, save thousands of dollars, show them how to invest their money for their future. No one's helping you save for your future. You're the one that's responsible for that. Whether you have a job or a business or, or whatever, you're responsible for that. No one's doing it for you. And, you know, companies in the past, like my parents in their generation, they had pensions. So they left their jobs and had these, they had amazing jobs. And then they had pensions and they kept their health insurance. So they didn't have anything to really to worry about because they had these great pensions from their great jobs. So they never really thought about, well, hey, maybe I should teach my kids that they need to save for their future. (laughs) That never crossed their minds. So it was never a conversation in my house. What happened in my house was my mom was a spender and my dad had a gambling addiction. So in my house, they had great jobs, great income, all the things, but the money was always going away. It was just going away. My mom would spend it and then she would complain about the bills. So she would spend all the money and then the bills would come in and then she'd grumble the bills, the bills. I can't believe all these bills we have. And I'm like, well, stop spending money and you won't have the bills, you know? And then my dad would go gamble and do all these things. And he also had a business that was amazing. It was an amazing business. It was a multi-million dollar business. He started it out of the basement of our house and it grew into this amazing business, but he had no idea how to manage his money. So ultimately it went from the basement of our house into this huge factory. We had so many employees and this great, wonderful, abundant business. But because he was gambling and because he didn't know how to manage the money, he ran the business into the ground and filed for bankruptcy. And then all those poor people lost their jobs. It's just the beginning piece is really awareness of just being aware of how much does it cost to be you and start there. What is the beginning process of teaching our children about money? There's so many different ways, but depending upon how old they are, because I started with my son when he was very little. So with him, I just started out with just talking about money all the time. Anytime something with money would come up, I would just talk about it and show him. We would read books. We played games, all different kinds of things like that. There's so many kids games out there, money games, even just Monopoly. You know, um, Robert Kiyosaki, he oh. wrote the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He has a whole favorites. kids series. Yeah, me too. And he has a whole kids series. And he has also has, he has an adult board game and a kid board game. So I have both. So the kid board game, we still play it all the time. He loves that game. He loves it when I go bankrupt. He thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Way to go, mom. Right? And then it's really interesting because the game makes you think about financial decisions without you even realizing that you're learning, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Robert Kiyosaki also has a kid's line of books. So I got all of those. And then I just went to the library and I just looked to see what they had. And I would just get all those books. And we did a lot of reading and he likes to read. So I started there because I I wanted to do something where I knew he would enjoy it. And then I found different things just online. I would just Google like, you know, games for kids or different things like to try to make it fun. Mm -hmm. And then the supermarket is a huge learning experience for adults and for kids. There's so much that you need to know that you don't even know you need to know, 
when you go shopping, because people just go to the store, they take the thing off the shelf, put it in the cart, go pay for it and go home. And that's, you know, the opposite of what we really need to be doing. We need to kind of slow down a little bit and pay attention to what's going on. So instead of having him complain that he has to go shopping with me and just be bored in the store, I gave him a job and I made him active in the process. His job is still to this day, we go shopping every weekend and he does the same thing. Well, and now he loves that he gets to do it. So I give him my phone and on my phone, I have an app that I use for my shopping list. And then we use the calculator that comes with the phone. And so what we do is we go through the shopping list, we get the item, we see how much it is, how much does it say that it is on the shelf? And then he puts it in the calculator. Ooh. And I tell him, this is how much that we have to spend today. And so we need to make sure that we stay within that. So let's add up everything that's on our list. And then if it goes over, we'll make some decisions if we really need that this week or not. And so we go through there. And then I also have taught him about unit price. Mm. And the unit price is something that no one ever thinks about because when you look at the shelf, there's an itty bitty tiny little number that you can hardly see unless you have glasses on or binoculars. <laughs> so you see the price in these huge numbers. And then in the top left corner, there's this tiny little number that says unit price. And so the unit price is simply this. It's either the, the price per pound or the price for how much there was in the case. So if it's on a shelf, it's usually per case. If it's in the refrigerator section, it's usually per pound, right? And that's just the easiest way to think about it. As an example, this happens, this happens all the time, but I find things in the supermarket that are mismarked. Once we really started paying attention using the calculator and doing the unit price and all of these things, you find the mistakes. And all the people that work there make mistakes. We all make mistakes, we're human, right? It just happens. As an example, recently there was a sale in the store on chicken. So I went and I saw the sale price for the chicken. Now I only buy organic food. So my, the, my bills are usually uh, for my groceries are a little bit higher because I buy all natural and organic and GMO free, all these things. So they're usually a little bit higher. So I really pay attention to the price because it is higher and I want to get the best price. So I stopped shopping at Whole Paycheck. And I now shop at Walmart because Walmart actually has a wonderful organic produce section and they do have organic stuff sprinkled throughout the store. They have organic meats and all kinds of things. And then what I can't find at Walmart, I go to our local, our local farmer's market, which is kind of like whole paycheck, but the prices are less. <laughs> so at the farmer's market was where I saw the chicken thing. So I saw the sign for the chicken. It was on sale price per pound it was supposed to be $3 and 49 cents. So I was looking at the chicken and first I look to see how many pounds I need. And then I look at the price to see how much it is. And then I look at the unit price. I looked on the labels and I'm looking and I see that there were a few packages of chicken that were labeled $2.99 per pound, but the sale price was $3.49. I was like, oh, bonus. And then I saw some that were $5.49 a pound and $6.49 a pound. And there were none for $3.49 a pound, none. And I was looking at this with my son and I said, look at this. And, you know, we were all looking and we had them and we were like taking all of them and putting them in order of like price, you know, and, <laughs> and then this, the exactly. <laughs> my son loves to organize things, which is awesome. And it's funny because we'll walk around the store and he'll see something that's like moved on the shelf and he'll put it back where it's supposed to go. And then I say, why don't you do this at home? I don't understand. <laughs> 
not near as fun there. No, <laughs> I tell him to clean up. He's like, no, I don't want to. But um, so then this woman walked over and she was like looking at us like we had 27 heads. Like, what are you doing? So I explained to her what we were doing. And she said, I've never looked at that before. And I said, well, I'm a money coach and this is what I teach. And so then she was all fascinated. And so we were teaching her, you know, all about unit price and all this stuff. And she ended up hiring me right there in the store. It was hilarious. <laughs> but it was just so interesting. And then we go up to the register and we do self-checkout and we make sure that the prices that are on the shelf match the price that is in the register. And a lot of times they don't match. Mm. And the price in the register is always more. It's never less. And then I always have to call the girl over and have her change the price. Mm-hmm. And then they never believe me and they have to look it up. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's such an annoying process, but Should you really have to pay attention. I do. <laughs> I actually do now. In the beginning, I didn't, I had a fight with them and now I take yeah. pictures, yeah. but it's really interesting. So the supermarket is a great place. And so my son also weighs the produce and then he'll figure out in his head how much it's going to cost. And then we see if he's right when we get to the register you know, there's so many things in the supermarket. Like that's a really fun place to learn mm-hmm. instead of your kids complaining that they have to come with you. And then you having to chase them around the store and stop touching that, or don't do that, or stop hitting your brother, you know, all these things, <laughs> give them jobs, like look on your list and say, go find this item, you know, tell me how much it is. And we'll put it in the, give them something to do mm-hmm. and let them be part of the process. Another thing that we do is we have a money date. And every time I give him his allowance, it's every Thursday's payday for him. And every Thursday we have a money date. And what we do is we, we've made a very simple spreadsheet where we track his money to make sure that everything's adding up. And then also when he spends his money and we track every little thing, I have an app. Uh, there's a bunch of apps out there that are great for kids. You can just Google and a whole list of them will come up. They're all essentially the same. They all essentially do the same thing. So it's really up to you which one you want to use if you want to use one. The one we use is called Greenlight. Greenlight is amazing because it's a bank account. It's an FDIC insured bank account for kids and you can use it until they're 18 years old and it gives them a way to allocate their money and you allocate it right in the app. And it also gives them a debit card that also works as a credit card. So when I pay him, I not only give him money in his Greenlight account, I also give him cash. So I want him to learn how to use both because cash right now, In the world, this is an actual statistic, only 10% of the world is actually using cash right now. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Right. Everything is so digital now Mm -hmm. that money has become air and it's so intangible and everyone's just spending, spending, spending. You have like, you know, this little plastic card that you just swipe or you are on your phone and you add to cart and you're not paying attention to your money. So we make sure every Thursday we look at it and we say, does the money in your green light account, match what we have on your spreadsheet. Cause he's also getting interest. So I teach him about interest and how interest oh. works. And I've also set up what I call a kid 401k. And he, I've taught him how to 401k works so that when he gets a job, he'll understand how that works. So he gets his money. We allocate it to spending, saving, giving, and investing. And then he also has money goals. And those are the four buckets that I teach. I teach four buckets and I teach the moms the same way I teach the kids. That's why it's so easy and fun because I've simplified it so much and I've taken out all that money jargon that no one understands. And I just teach you how much does it cost to be you? And now let's tell your money what to do. And that's really at the end of the day, all you need to know. And so that's how I teach my son, the four buckets, saving, investing, giving, and spending. 
but I taught him the 401k. And so one of his money goals is to save for a car. He contributes into his 401k. I contribute from the bank of mom, like an employer (laughs) would into his 401k. Uh And then he also gets interest on top of that. And then we take that and we track it and we make sure that he's on track for his goal to buy his car when he turns 18, because I'm not letting him get one before then. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just, there's endless ways, endless ways to work with money with your kids, endless. Before computers, when I had my children, we would have four um, baby food jars and have the kids divide their allowance up into those four four jars. So um, yeah, the app is- Very similar, yeah. So (laughs) techy. Yeah. Yeah. So we do both. And I bought him this wallet. So with kids, you know, they lose everything. So I found this amazing wallet on Amazon that has zippers everywhere. So everything zippers. So every Thursday I have, I give him his money and I give him um, his money in, in the app. And then I also give him his cash. So I make sure that he gets his wallet and I make him count his money yeah. every Thursday. Mm-hmm. I count it, make sure you have the right amount and all of these things. So he's always aware of how much money he has. And then he's very philanthropic and he loves to give money. He loves to donate and he wants to save the earth. My son, he we doesn't like kids like him. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. He loves to go to lectures. We go to the local science museum, which is his favorite place on earth. And on Friday nights, they have lectures. So we went to this one lecture not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago. And it was about clean water. And he learned all about clean water and why clean water is so important. And One thing that he'll never forget and that he constantly reminds people and teaches people is that, do you realize that there has been no new water on this earth in millions of years since the earth was created? No new water has come onto this earth. We're still living with the same water that we've had ever since the earth was created. And it's constantly being recycled and cleaned. And there's so many places around the world that don't have clean water and people are dying and disease ridden because of the filthy water and all of these things. And so it was a really huge impact on him. Mm-hmm. And so now he donates his money to a specific organization that he keeps telling me he wants to work there. So I said, well, let's go volunteer, you know? So we do a lot of volunteer work as well, but he donates his money to this organization. It's called the global water center. If anybody wants to look it up and he gets so excited about giving. And he gets so excited about volunteering and he gets so excited about our money dates, you know, and he, and he tells me all the time that he teaches his teachers about money. (laughs) (laughs) So it really is, it's an endless, endless process, but at the end of the day, we just need to realize as parents that it's really our responsibility to make sure that our kids are learning about money and in the right way and not just taking their money and uselessly and wastefully spending it realizing that it is their job to save for their own future. Because one of the things you need to think about now as a parent is, do you have the money to retire? Do you, are you on track? Do you know how much money you need to retire? How much longer do you want to be working? And do you want to end up living in your kid's basement because you don't have enough money? Oh, no, yeah. an opposite millennium. <laughs> right. Right. Or do you want your kids coming home to live with you because they're not managing their money properly? And all these things, you know, we really don't think about. Most people are enabling their kids without even realizing that that's what's happening. So it's really just becoming more aware of the whole process. And that's really the key. So what would a first meeting look like with you? 
Well, it really depends because personal finance is personal. Our first meeting generally is a lot of housekeeping stuff. And then we start digging into the money story. For a consultation with me, we go over your entire financial picture and then we see where you are, where you want to be and how I can help you. And so when then we dive in because everyone's financial picture is different because yeah. everyone makes a different amount of money. Everyone has different expenses. Everyone lives differently. Everyone lives in a different part of the world where things cost, you know, the cost of living is different, you know, so there is no one way to do it. There's the foundational pieces that all stay the same, but ultimately your financial picture is your fingerprint. You know, everyone's fingerprints are different. Your money fingerprint is different too. Once we get through all of the, the basic stuff, we dive into your personal situation. And that from there, we just take off from there and it's different for everyone. So all of my clients are in a different place because they're all in a different place, you know, mm -hmm. and I work with doctors. I work with women who are single and are, you know, just have a job, like a basic corporate job. I work with CEOs. I work with dentists. I work with engineers. I work with all different types of women. I work, some, work with some couples as well. People always ask me, do I have to be a mom to work with you? I'm not a mom. No, you don't. If you have money, I can help you, you know, <laughs> but my son and I came up with that. You need to be a money coach for moms, you know, so <laughs> that's, I call myself the money coach for moms, but you know, if you have money and you need help, I can help you. Any closing thoughts? Stop comparing yourself to everyone else and just be aware of your own financial situation and just go look at your money. Just challenge yourself today to just go look at it. Open your bank account, open your credit card statements, and just go look. Instead of just looking at your credit card bill when you get it and say, oh, that's the number, open up the statement. Look to see how much interest you're paying. Look to see line by line what you're being charged for. There's so many fraudulent charges going through right now. And if you're not paying attention, these people are just going to take advantage of you. I've actually had two fraudulent charges happen to me in the last two months on two different cards. Mm -hmm. And I found them immediately because of the safeguards that I have on my, on my money. Mm -hmm. So immediately I found them immediately. I called my credit card company and immediately they closed that card and sent me a new one, you know? So it's just awareness really. It's just get started looking at your money and then, you know, I can help you from there. Yeah, I find another thing that we catch is that somehow we get into some kind of subscription type thing. Yes, subscriptionitis, and, uh, I call that. Yeah, so then we ask, yeah. like, well, you know, maybe you think it's just a one payment thing, but then find out it's something yeah. they're billing you for on a regular basis. Yeah, the so. fine print that no one reads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just click, I agree. <laughs> well, how can people get, hold, get a hold of you? The easiest way is through my website momswhomoney.com. And you can find all of my socials through there. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And I have a podcast also called Moms Who Money. And I do short episodes for busy moms. Well, that was just full of so much information. I really appreciate you sharing and your time. It was, it was really great. Thank you too, Lois. That was great too. I really enjoy it. I love talking about money. Love it. <laughs> all right, Giant Builders. Make sure if you have children that you follow some of this advice because it will make a difference in their lives. See you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.